Hello, sisters. I am so excited to be with you again today. Today, we are going to be looking at Naomi from Ruth chapter one. We're going to still kind of work on that series a little bit. We are going to look at why would her daughter-in-laws be so quick to want to follow her into a foreign land serving to them a foreign god. And so we're going to talk about living by example for others, living by example before others. And so we're, like I said, we're going to take this out of Ruth chapter one. So here we are, you know, Naomi is in this foreign land now, this foreign country or foreign city where they are pagan. They are so pagan, you guys. They are immoral. They are barbaric. They are corrupt. They are, um, you know, idol worshipers. They do not worship the one true God of Israel. And she has found herself in a place where she would have never taken her and her family to be, but she followed her husband there. And so here she is. So she's going to, so I'm presuming she made the best of it. And so when we look at like, when, okay, the husband dies, the, the sons die. And she's like, as soon as the men are gone, she's like, I'm out of here. I am going back home. I'm going back to my people. I'm going back to my God. And she is, she is ready to leave this pagan country, this pagan culture. And she is ready to go. And I thought, but here's her daughter-in-law is like, both like, we're coming with you. We're going. And I'm thinking, really, what, what made them really want to leave everything that they know. I mean, they were free to go and get remarried, to have babies, to live out their life. They're among all their, their people, their family, their culture, everything they knew. And they are willing to just walk away from everything that they know to follow their mother-in-law into a foreign land, uh, to worship a foreign God, the God that, that they had, they did not know him yet or did not know him. I'd presume. And, um, and again, as they're going into this foreign land, they will be going among completely different culture. It would be like a culture shock because God had completely different rules and regulations and the Jewish people, the, the Israelites lived a completely different type of life than all the other Gentile nations around them. Right. And so, but here they are, they're willing to walk away from it all to go and follow her. And I thought, man, what kind of example she must have been to her daughter-in-laws that they would want to follow her and serve alongside of her and go after her God. And so that's what I really want to look at today is Ruth chapter one. I'm just going to read 16 through 17. This is Ruth's response to Naomi. When Naomi gives this whole list on why they should just go back to the, stay in Moab, get married, have kids, live your best life. I'm going back to my God. You guys really should just stay here. Now, Orpha decided after the long spiel, she was convinced. And so she did stay behind. But here was Ruth's response to her. She says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. From what, For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, but death parts you and me. 
And I thought, wow, she was all in. She was like, nope, I'm going to serve your God. I'm going to come stay wherever you stay. I'm going to be around your people until death do us part. Until death do us part. And so I thought, man, that is so beautiful to have that kind of love, that kind of, um, you know, desire to give up everything. I mean, she was basically like, I won't get remarried. I won't have children. Like that's not, she was just thinking, I'm going to stand by your side until death do us part. So what kind of example was Naomi? She would have, must have been this beautiful Proverbs 31 woman that loved her daughter-in-laws, that she saw that the daughter-in-laws would have saw her loving her neighbors, submitting herself to her um, husband, who, even though he made a really poor choice in moving them out to Moab and he wasn't following after God, she still loved him and served him. And, um, you know, she didn't, she wasn't argumentative and nagging him. Like I did every day, like, see what just happened. It's because you brought us here. See, our sons just married Moabite women. It's because you brought us here. You know, she would have just graciously and lovingly, just by example, loved him, prayed for him, served him. Yeah, she had a voice. I'm not saying she didn't have a voice. I'm sure Naomi had had a few things to say about moving to Moab and these things, but this was her life. And so she was going to make the best of it. She was going to be content in every situation she finds herself in. And so as we look at modern day, here we are, ladies, you and me, we're professing Christ. We are living in this godless society full of all this corruption, immorality everywhere. I mean, we can't get away from, you know, the immorality. It's in every TV show. It's in every commercial. It's in every, it's on the billboards. We walk around and and people are half naked now. I mean, we just, we cannot get away from the, the sex crazed, you know, immoral society, we can, you know, alcohol and drugs and money and greed and lifestyle. And it's just it, the phones, you know, just we're addicted to our phones, which I mean, it's just, it's all around us. We are surrounded by it. And yet we're called like Naomi to come out from among the world and be separate, to be an example of Christ in this pagan culture. And so I want to look at, I just want us to like reflect and like think about our lives today. Like you and I profess Christ and much like Naomi, people are watching her. There is the, there's these foreigners that come from Israel into this land of Moab. They would have looked different, talked different, been very different, representing their God. And that's you and me. We are followers of Christ. We say, we profess him. We say we are followers of Christ. What's the first thing? Come out from among the world and be separated. And so now we should be like a fish out of water. We should look like a fish out of water. I, you know, and so I'm not saying we have to like dress in like skirts and, you know, do like this crazy outward stuff. I'm talking about our inward beauty. I'm talking about the kind of example that Naomi set. We set an example before our children, right? We preach to our children about Christ. We tell them about Jesus. We take them to church. We put them in all the Sunday schools or we homeschool them. We make everything about Christ. But what is our example of Christ to our children? Do they see victory in our lives? 
Do they see love for our enemies? Do they see wives submitted to their husbands, sold out to them? What do they see? What do our husbands see? Do we love them? Do we cherish them? Do we honor them? Do people see our marriage and they see a wife submitted to her husband, lifting her husband up, loving and honoring him, even when he makes some great mistakes, great, great choices? How are we around others? Like, do we reflect this godly character around our coworkers or our neighbors? When your neighbor, do you have a neighbor who's completely trepidoodle and just acts insane sometimes, or maybe just is not very friendly? Well, your children are watching. How do you respond to them? Do you respond to them in love? Do you um, maybe bake them a pie? <laughs> just like, here, here's a pie. I love you. Even though you hate me and <laughs> you put a fence up, here's a pie. Um, or do they see you like racing around the house and talking to your friend on the phone about them and, you know? What do they see? A reflection of Jesus Christ. We are his hands and feet. We are the salt and the light in a pagan culture. We are literally what the Bible calls written Bibles, written epistles. We literally are the walking Bible. And so when we are interacting with people, when we are talking to people about Jesus, they want to know that you don't just preach about it, but that you actually be about it. I have met so many adult children that have walked away from the faith and their reason for walking away, their reason for walking away from the faith is because of the hypocrisy that they were raised in, in their homes. Their parents took them to church or talked about Jesus or told them the Bible or do this and don't do that. They gave them all the do's and don'ts, but they weren't living it out before them. They were, they were not living epistles before their children. Children didn't see victory. They didn't see uh, a husband loving his wife as Christ loves the church or a, or a wife submitting and honoring herself and loving and washing the feet of her husband, right? They saw, they, they said, man, if that's Christianity, I don't want it. Or maybe they've been in the churches and they saw the hypocrisy in the churches and the sexual immorality and, and, and how the, the people, how they were treated. They were judged or treated poorly, right? And so this is what Naomi didn't do. A, she was not conformed to the culture. She did not conform herself. She did not allow the culture to conform her. She stayed true to her God. She stayed true to her convictions. She stayed true to her culture. And then she lived it out by example. To the point that her daughter-in-laws were willing to leave and go and be with her and her God. Because there was something so special about her and so special about her God that because of who her God was and because of who she was, her God must have been worth serving and worshiping. Do people say that about you? Is Jesus so worth worshiping because or so worthy to investigate or figure out who he is because of literally their interaction with you? Do your children want to continue to serve him and know him in their own way just because of the way that you raise them, that they know there has to be something there? God really did do that. Or your coworkers. Again, we're, we're not perfect and we make mistakes. And when we do make mistakes, 
all we, we, we just repent and we say, you know what, listen, I did not reflect Jesus when I did that. I didn't reflect Jesus when I said that. I didn't reflect Jesus when I treated you that way. And I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And then they watch you do the things you need to do to change that. Right. And so as we're in this world and this culture and this, in this paganism, let us really reflect, let us take some time this week and really reflect on how we are living as examples, as a wife, as a mother, as a, and as a, um, a Christian in this culture, what is our home like? Do we keep a nice and clean home? I'm not talking about a perfect home. I'm talking about, you know, a clean home. Do we cook dinner? Do we make, is our home a place of safety and peace and joy and laughter for, for not only our children, but all those also others who come into our home? Are we reflecting Christ in our homes? Do we reflect Christ in our marriage, the way that we love and serve our husbands? And do we reflect Christ? Do we do, are we like the best worker in the, in, in the work? If you are someone who works outside the home, are, do you give 110%? Do you show up early? Do you stay late? Do you give the best work? Are you like, you know, the overachiever? And I'm not talking, talking about perfectionism. I'm talking about working with a spirit of excellence for God. Do people see that about you? Do you get involved in the, in the, in the lunchroom gossip? Are you by the water cooler talking about Susie and John? Or do you not participate in that and just lift them up in prayer or try to give an encouraging word about Susie and John, right? How are we living among the people? And would people want to follow you to serve your God? Do people want to follow you to know your God more intimately till death do you part? Because there's something so amazing about, must be something so beautiful about your God because of the way that you are. I encourage you ladies with one last thing. I was thinking about Proverbs 31, that beautiful woman that is talked about to who we, we think is King Solomon. We think King Solomon's mom, um, we think it was King Solomon that wrote Proverbs 31, though it says King Lamel, but we think scholars think it was King Solomon. And it was his mom that would have told him about a Proverbs 31 woman, like what to look for in a wife. And that's that was David's wife. Well, David is the great-great-grandson of Ruth. And so you have to think, because we know in Jewish culture that oracle storytelling was what they were known for. They were really good at repeating stories generations after generations. And I got to thinking, what if Proverbs 31 was part of the oracle story of Naomi and the reflection and the godly example that she left for generations for then Bathsheba to then be telling her son about how what kind of wife you want. You want to find a Naomi. You want to find a woman sold out to God that no matter where she's at, no matter what she's doing, she is reflecting her God. Do you, be that kind of woman. That's the kind of woman I want to be. A woman that touches generations, even the generations that I will never meet unless they end up in heaven with me that we will reflect, we will be, have such a known for such a godly character and godly integrity and such love and such compassion and such purity, like the Proverbs 31 woman, that even our great, great grandchildren will hear about us and want to live as an example like that with us.
I hope that blesses you. If um, you need to know more about that, I'm going to have some homework for you guys um, for my podcasters. You got to go over to the podcast and it'll be in the show notes and um, there'll be some homework. We'll have some reflection questions and some reading um, to go along with it. But I just pray over each and every one of you that Lord touch my sisters today. Touch them as wives and mothers and and sojourners in this pagan culture that they, like Naomi, would be such a light and a love of you, Lord, that they would absolutely be transforming the lives of those around them, Father, for your example, that we will touch the generations just by our example And Father, reveal to us, Holy Spirit, anything that is hypocrisy, anything that is not reflecting you, anything that is not of you, and that you would just refine that out of us, help us to be quick to repent, quick to say we're sorry when we mess up, and just continue to be the written epistles of Jesus Christ in our everyday lives. God bless you.